everything we've done has led up to right now. Right now. Because legacy are full of legends. You can become a legend today, boys. Put your stamp on history. Put your stamp on a legacy. It is going to take all of us, all of us, men, be not afraid. Do not be afraid to be a legend. Welcome to OPA Podcast, Episode 13, Season 2, Episode 3 or 4, I lost track, but welcome to recapping of the Fresno State game and previewing the Georgia Southern game. Again, I'm one of your hosts, Jason O. I'm LaRon's, oh my goodness, it's Winfield again, Geiger. I'm Wyatt. I'm Griffin, and Fresno was live, yes, thanks for asking. Oh, I forgot you were there. You called us after the the interception. I was... <laughs> yeah, I did. I just had to celebrate the moment with with people, uh, even though there were like thirty million Gopher fans around me. <laughs> I was just people freaking out. About everything. Real people. Um, I, I that that game was uh, something interesting. Uh, five fumbles, three of them lost, uh, low snaps throughout the entire game. I don't know what was going on there. Um, miscues everywhere, bad penalties, but yet we have a 14-13 catch in the end zone. We have third and 18 where Rashad Bateman just decides, let me run it to the sticks and have Tanner throw behind me and just somehow fit it in there. And then I get a first down, which I'm going to credit this whole game to Rashad Bateman only because he saved us on a third and 18 in which no playbook ever has a play that works. Um, I, no, <laughs> you, know what, you know what I'm going to credit? I'm going to credit a coach that was a wide receiver who developed Corey Davis and now has a lot of toys that he can play with. And as such can develop a wide receiver core that, as Saturday Tradition blog so eloquently put it two days ago, can we talk about the fact that Minnesota wide receivers have magical powers? And all the attention goes to one, and nobody knows about the exactly. others. Exactly. And that's what's Exactly. I was skeptical because I knew Tyler might not have the greatest year because he got all the attention last year, but he can still do some work, but we got other people that can more than pick up his slack. Well, I mean, it's it's not even slack. I mean, I I think the moment people are like, crap, if you cover six, because last year it was like there were moments where – Rashad or Crab would show up. But now through two games, it's been consistent where if you try to cover Tyler, Rashad will end you. If you cover both of them, Chris Hopman Mill will do what the fuck he does. So, like, ugh. Oh, wait, there's one receiver that's off the bus, and his name is Demetrius Douglas. Yeah, he's still off the, he off the bus again. Catch the ball, Demetrius catch the ball please you know who's back on the bus jake paulson look at him catching stuff did he catch any 
Yes, he did. Like the first two plays of the game, both tight ends. I was like, come on, Jake. And then he blocked. And then he blocked. Oh, he was two receptions for 19 yards. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Jake Paul, he put in, he put in work early for that first drive, which was like a thing of beauty right down the field. <clears throat> ah. So do we want to go over stats here quickly and stuff before we move on? Sure, go for it. Hurry up. Uh, Scoring. So uh, first quarter, uh, Rashad Bateman, 15-yard touchdown pass from Tanner Morgan. So 7-0. Next up, uh, field goal by Fresno State, uh, 48-yarder. Next up, touchdown by Rodney Smith, 1-yard run, uh, 14-3. Ronnie Rivers, 25-yard pass from Jorge Reyna for making it 14-10, half. Um... (laughs) That should have never happened. True. That touchdown should have never happened. There were 21 points that never should have happened with Fresno. Let's be clear. You're not wrong. I'm just saying that one was boost. Yeah. Next up in the third quarter, a field goal, Fresno State, 30-yarder. Then a touchdown um, by Jared Rice, 14-yard pass from Jorge Reyna. And then they converted on the two-point conversion. Um, making it 14-21. Uh, fourth quarter, Mohamed Ibrahim runs in a uh, one-yard touchdown ru- rush, for, making it 21-21. Jorge Reyna does a two-yard run, making it 21-28. And then the miraculous 20-yard touchdown pass from Tanner Morgan to Chris Ottman-Bell, the crab, on fourth and 13, making it 28-28, double over, uh, overtime. Uh, both teams scores touchdowns in overtime. Then we scored the field goal and double OT, and then the miraculous Antoine Winfield Jr.'s interception. Who came yet again out of nowhere in cover two on a different receiver, turns his head around, locates the ball, and still picks it off. Let it be known, watching it live, I saw the ball getting thrown. I saw the tight end and busted coverage. And I knew that the game was over. And then I didn't even see the number. But I saw a flash of maroon and gold just jumping from it. And somewhere in my spirit, in the religious experience, where my spirit, I said, is that number 11? Sure enough, the gopher gods are good. <laughs> and that's what the Row the Boat mantra is all about. Never giving up. Mm, that coverage happened win. so much during that game. I felt like we never adjusted. And yet, Antoine just saves the day again. I mean, to be fair, the game should have never gotten as close as it was. Well, we covered so, the spread, so it's all good. We True. Did. I mean, and you know, we never gave up as a team, unlike another certain. <coughs> In the in the West, uh, that went to a five and seven Pac twelve team and gave up a seventeen point lead. I'm not gonna say any names or nothing, but you know it's the, the Super Bowl champs of the world, the greatest, the greatest team in the history. Big Ten champs beating everyone by seventy, like it's 1995. You know that team. I, I'm not gonna mention any names. Because you know, I don't want to be petty. Anyway. I'll say it. Nebraska. 
trash. Anyway, but Adrian Martinez is Wayne Leithman. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but anyway, yeah, back to this game. So, uh, anything else from this game? Um, well, for uh, sure, we've all noticed dumb penalties. Uh, I feel like Rodney Smith has kind of lost a step, in my opinion. Uh, well, like... to be fair, he spent a year on the shelf. Well, he did, and this is his sixth year, but I just like the way Mo runs. He runs lower, and... I... I... Okay, I would disagree with that only because I think right now with how they are running the ball with these inside zones, that Mo is just more equipped for running this particular style because he runs angry and he wants to hit someone. Rodney is most disgusting when you give him just a little bit of space so he can put do that disrespectful jump cut. And so far, we have not been able to do that. Have not been able to see Rodney in space. I don't know why we haven't seen Rodney in space, but our offensive coaching has just decided to run him right into the middle. Now, for Mo, that works. For Rodney, you give him some space, as we have all seen, he's hitting his head on the goalpost. So, you know, that's me. I think Ryan Burns from 24 7 Sports made a good point about Rodney though like how you said Laurence when you give Rodney space he'll take advantage of it and Ryan Burns made a good point Kirk Shiraka is pretty much trying to make Rodney Smith run his style of offense in the run game which is Moe's you know hit low hit him and go like run and bash mm. style which works with Bryce and Moe and maybe Shannon if you say so but that's not Rodney. Now Rodney is dangerous in other places. I never actually read that, but yay. Um, Griffin, I wanted to ask you this, Griffin or Wyatt or anyone who wants to answer. I was, I was wondering because I read this. Um, does it feel like even though Tanner's bailed us out, but does this feel like they're running plays? based off of if Zach Anikstead was the QB? Oh, that's a tough question. Because... No, because Zach are... would throw more long balls. Well, uh, would he? I mean, so, well, he would. Well, hold up. I don't think Zach is the stronger arm, is he? Oh, Zach oh, has Zach a much stronger, stronger arm than Tanner. Arm. Why do you think he Tanner is... throws all the 10-yard slants? But, I mean, like, there were some throws like, across the field, like, across the hatches where, frankly, if it were any Big Ten, not any Big Ten, if it were Iowa, if it were Wisconsin, that stuff is nitpicked off, where, like, it kind of floated just like Ricky Reynolds. And I remember watching Zach, and I rewatched a few games where Zach played last year, and... So does it it feels a little bit like you're game planning for an injured Zach as opposed to a healthy Tanner, if that makes sense. What's going on over there, Griff? (laughs) I'm getting ready to go, but 
Um, for me, next week, Gophers by 30. Uh, <laughs> Gophers by 30. Op- option play is dead. Uh, and we're going to see a little bit more Seth Green next week in the, in the take the green line to the end zone. Let's hope. Seth Let's Green, hope. two touchdowns. Muhammad, a touchdown. Uh, Bateman and Crab, another one. So it's going to be a lot of t- tutties, but it's going to be a good time. There has been a noticeably disrespectful lack of Seth Green this year, if, if my uh, angry Facebook comments don't make that clear. Well, I miss Seth Green. <laughs> well, if it's just for the non-conference games, that's fine. Also, let's note how great the Gophers are in non-conference. Uh, 17 straight, uh, losing to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Boykin, uh, whatever team he was on, I don't know. Um, let's forget about 2015. And then, uh, don't mention that year, man. Don't mention that year. Oh, God, yo, I don't know. Oh, uh, that was the year where we almost won so many games. TCU yeah. loses by six. The See, now game we're on. winning those games because PJ Fleck, <laughs> you know, who isn't winning close games? Nebraska. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying I'm petty, and I'm not saying I enjoyed seeing them basically lose a home game, even though it was in Boulder. (laughs) I'm not saying that was hilarious, but it was hilarious. All right, so first pick, winning by 30, Gophers on top? Yeah, we're going to go... Oh, I'm gonna do like 40, 42 to ten. Well, with the rest Dang. of y'all, almost, almost a, almost a copy. Hold on, let's let's analyze this game a little bit. So right now the spread is fifteen point five. <laughs> over I'll under, over I'll under is forty five point five. Ooh, that's oh. the over under. Yeah. Huh. They don't over. see us getting. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking the over on that, but I don't know. I don't know. I if think... it's like our defense has been the last couple of weeks, we'll be a lot better on the run. We only I think we held Fresno to like sixty yards, right? Roughly. Correct. I mean, yeah. okay, I just wanna be clear, like once again, I truly do believe our defense was so much better than that game showed. Because there were twenty one points in that game that came after we should have, the drive should have been over. Out of like, just ridiculous penalties that didn't even need to happen. So it was, I'd, I'd give Fresno State like 10 points off of a real drive. And 25 points off of Gophers being stupid. Yep. Oh. Oh, I think Wire will love this. Uh, your boy Jacob Herbers did well holding, um, but also held well for a freshman kicker to make that field goal in OT. Those were some ugly kicks, but they worked. Herbers for Heisman. Herbers. You know who Herbers is playing better than? 
a guy named Adrian Marquis. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not petty. I'm not petty, but I really Are am. you sure you're not petty, Laurence? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a lot like you might be petty. You and I'm gonna say this, you know the team that I'm so excited about that's actually good. Freaking Maryland. I'm happy about Maryland because they're putting up... Hold on, hold on. Save this. I got hot takes later. Oh, ooh, ooh. Oh. Ooh, ooh, preview. Hot take, when will Nebraska realize they need a defensive coordinator, not a head coach? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to end on that in my segment. Good night, gentlemen. Wait, oh, Griffin, Griffin. Wait, hold up. This oh, no, he's gone. Hot take. This is my final hot take. Well, not my final hot take, but my hot take for Griffin. This year, Clemson wins. Brett Venables is a head coach in the Big Ten next year. Brett Venables is Clemson's defensive coordinator who has been disgusting in what he has been doing on defense, and he will be in the Big Ten next year. Where would he go? I don't know. Probably taking over for Illinois when Lovey Smith gets fired. Uh, because like, do we know that Lovey Smith is ever going to get fired? Illinois is not happy with him. Even yeah, but Brent... like, here's the thing: Illinois hasn't been happy with him for years. Um. Okay. So since eventually... day one, they have not, not been day... happy with Lovey. Not. It wasn't not day one, but it was kind of one of those things. Okay, day like one they, and a half. They knew that it was going to be a rebuilding process. They just didn't think that by, what, year four, that barely beating a 1-11 Connecticut team would be the bare minimum. Uh, that, I guess they just assumed that but you know what? Hey, some people beat a three and nine Sunbelt team at home and think they're winning the West, so I'm not petty. I'm really not. I'm really not. Anyway. Um, so back to the preview of the game. So um ESPN's uh matchup predictor. Um so we covered the spread and the over under. Um but ESPN's uh football index has us winning 90.8% out of Southern's 9.2%. Um, some key stats right now, even though it's only two games so far. So Georgia Southern's has scored points per game 14.5 versus R33. Um, points allowed per game uh, 36.5 versus R28. Um, but then again, they did lose to six-ranked LSU, 55-3, though. So, I mean, and based off of what LSU did to Texas, I'm not. That, that's a healthy loss. That is – that's a good L. Um, um, some more key stuff. Uh, total yards, even per game, it's 344 yards, um, like, each team, but allowed by their defense, our defense or theirs. Uh, Georgia Southern is 415.5, and for us, we've allowed about 356 yards. Um, but also, their quarterback, uh, their leading passer, uh, Jay Tomlin, is only for 7 for 17 for 87 yards, but their 
Did we expect Georgia Southern to have a good quarterback? Nope. Did, did we expect this to be a hard game? They won 10 games last year. They're not a bad team. But but they're not but, Fresno. No, they're not. I, I mean... But this could but, be a trap game where we think, like, oh, we're mighty and dominant and it's an easy-peasy game. Go on to next week and then watch us lose. <laughs> That's Here's what... what I, you think, Jason? I thought I that this—I thought that this was going to be a harder game than the South Dakota State game. I don't think I agree with that, but I think it's because we've played two games at this point that I don't agree with that. I only I only say that because with the South Dakota State game, a first game of the year, we were going to be nasty everywhere. But also, South Dakota State was breaking in a true freshman who had never seen game action, and his first game was on the road against a very angry Big Ten team. So, like, my assumption was we were going to stomp his head into the mud. That did not happen. That clearly did not happen. That very much so did not happen, even though he really shouldn't throw the ball. But this game's a little different. Um, I think we're going to win by way more than we did uh, against South Dakota State because at some point in the Fresno State game, someone realized that if you put Boye Mafe in the center, he will destroy the offensive center and try to eat your quarterback. And I really enjoyed seeing that. I really did. Oh. The, it was that line of was Boye Mafe, SAC Automewo, Carter Coughlin, and mm. uh, Micah Dutredway, who made also, those nice plays. Like, four sacks. I just really want to talk about Joe Rossi's pass rush packages are disgusting, and I love them. Uncle Joe! Like, like... This was something, like, I remember I looked at a little recap of it, and there was the first sack that, like, Chris Williamson just destroyed Jorge Reyna. But, like, the uh, thing that I read about it was, here's how creative Joe Rossi was. If you weren't paying attention, Carter Coughlin was coming from the other way. So, So that if Jorge dodged one of them, he was going to get smacked by Carter the other way. Why? Because good scheming. Ugh. And he did, and Carter got the sack. Very much so. No, this was this was a different. Uh, the first one, Carter Coughlin just got him because he destroys left tackles like duh. Um, but this was the second one where Chris Williamson just shot in like a cannon and oh. like oh, that put him play. on. And just put him on his back. Ah, good stuff. We love pass rushing. It's a good time. So, yeah. also, it was good to see Kamal back, and then Carter was healthy as well. Yeah. Always, always good. It's it's good to see that Rodney Smith made it through this game. Uh, that's nice. Uh, so we've just don't, uh, play, just don't play Antoine. Against Maryland, because it's good. It's not the first game of Big Ten coverage. Um, Wyatt, here's the question: What's more likely, we end up 
we over us going over on the spread or Purdue's quarterback Elijah Tindall are not making it through this TCU game because he's already injured. The odds. Which one is more likely to happen? Which one is more likely us? Covering us, the spread or Sindelar. Or Sindelar not making it through this TCU game. And Sindelar's already that, injured. Sindelar's already injured. He got There's, injured. Then I, I would absolutely say that 100% it's us covering the spread. Uh-huh. I was not expecting that. Okay. Um, hold, hold on. That doesn't mean that I necessarily believe we will cover the spread. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just I mean, means that I do not believe that Sindelar will make it through the TCU game. Here's what I know. They have, like, 60 combined rushing yards in the first two games. <laughs> Purdue can't run the ball <laughs> at all. Is it because of that O-line? Well, I mean... The O-line is bad, and they don't have a running back. So. Put Rondell Moore in the backfield. He'll probably do better than that. Honestly, I'm just, he had like 220-something receiving yards against Vanderbilt. So disrespectful. So disrespectful. Anyway, so yeah, I think we beat eh, this. I don't want to put too much into this game because, frankly, I'm not very afraid of Georgia Southern, uh, especially at home. Um, I think we win by 17 um, but it's really we're winning by like 24, and then we put in our second string during the fourth quarter, so it makes it look a little bit closer than it is, and maybe see a little bit of whoever the second string QB is. Actually, I was going to say the same thing. I was, well, I I say 17 point game, but we'll you know, um, score more than that, knowing our offense and defense will improve after two games of struggles and you know silly mistakes. Uh, and step up and then I think yeah I agree with you Lawrence. I I'm excited to see either Jacob Clark or Cole Kramer on their center and see what happens with the second team offense why who do you think more likely to be the second string offense Jacob Clark or Cole Kramer remind me which one is the stronger arm so Jacob, Jacob Clark. Clark was the gunslinger from Texas. Jacob Clark is the better thrower. Better thrower, but Cole. And he's six five. And there's, he's six five. I, there's very little doubt in my mind that if we're gonna throw in a second string guy, Clark's gonna be the guy that we want to see in action. I know he's the one we want um, to see, in but action, but. but at that point in the game, why would we be throwing the football that much? Well, I mean, like, at that point, it's more to just kind of see what you have. So, like, Yeah, I but, would, like, I don't think would, PJ's going to be throwing the football with two young guys on the field. I mean, if we're up by 24 in the fourth quarter. If we're up I by mean, a lot, I can see it. But I don't see us winning by as much as you guys do. Oh. 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 I want to hear your take then. What's your Um I'm gonna say thirteen point game. Okay. And I don't think we ever go up by twenty four. Oh. oh okay. All right. 
Hope we're all no, still say, all four of us still says it's a dub though, so that's good. It's no, it's a, it's a dub. I don't think Georgia Southern is going to come in and really surprise us, but I I don't think it's I don't think we're going to cover the spread. I mean, we. I don't we like that fifteen point spread at all. Really. I'm like, we we have played the triple option <coughs> and shut it down. We've also was, played Maryland's similar system, and uh, we know how that ends. You forget but we had Zach Joe Rocky was, And Joe Rocky was not the defensive coordinator for either one of those debacles. Please tell me that you guys think that Maryland is not an easy dub. So are we on hot takes now? Oh, Mar- oh, Do we want to go to hot takes? Let's just go straight to hot this takes. Let's just go in that way. <laughs> hot takes. Laurent, do you want this or you want me to go first? You go first, Wyatt. Hot take. Maryland is a top three team in the East. Did you say top three? I said top three. As in one, two, and three, the turtles? I I believe that Maryland is looking every bit like a top three team in the Eastern. Really? Who's wait, who's your one and two? I mean, it's hard to count out an Ohio State team ever. Ohio State is there. But Look at the other guys who are normally in that top two, three, four mix. Look at Michigan performing particularly poorly against Army this week. Look at Michigan State. Have they really done anything that impresses us yet? But Wait, but, but, but. One thing Michigan State does do that uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Maryland ain't about that life. Michigan State is not letting you run the ball. You remember Tulane said we gonna have two running backs run for at least 100 on Michigan State. Why? You know how many yards Michigan State kept those two running backs to, sir? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Take a guess. Not many. Less just, than 20. Just take a guess. Take Just put a number out there. 18. Negative 70. Well, I thought it was negative 79, but close enough. <laughs> um, negative 70. I, I don't think Michigan State's going to have that much success against Maryland. I, I think Do I think that Maryland is going to have to throw the ball more against Michigan State? Absolutely. I don't – what I think – okay, so like Howard is Howard, uh, whatever. That's, that's a high school team. Um, Syracuse, now that was a dope win – the thing That's about a- Mar- the thing that- about Maryland, and I don't frankly, I think Syracuse was a little bit overrated. But either way, that 
I do not think Syracuse is a bad team, and I think it's I think it's important not to underestimate a Maryland team. Oh, I'm not, not underestimating them at all. I think their offense is well run, and frankly, I I'm utterly flabbergasted with what Michael Oxley has done with them in a literally one-off season with the same people. But <clears throat> what I am saying is when they run into a team that we haven't seen yet, which is actually why I like Minnesota a lot, is because Maryland has not run into a team that has taken away what they do well. Because that's, so like when they run into a Michigan, when they run into a Michigan State, because we're all crapping on Michigan because of how they did, are you aware that they held Army, the defense held Army to its lowest yardage total since 2015? Yeah, but does that... Is that enough? It's. I think when you're running to Michigan State, who have the number one rushing defense, when you're running into Michigan, I think it's one of those things where it's like if they don't, if you don't let Maryland do what it does well, which is running the ball in space, if you don't let them do it, which no one has figured out because Maryland is another one of those things, first-year head coach that you don't really know. If you're able to stop it, I don't, I'm not quite sold on them. I definitely think they're a bowl team. In fact, at this point, I think that they are like a 7-5, and five, maybe 8-4 and four, uh, team, and I think they catch somebody. It might be Penn State. Who knows? Um, I definitely think that they're a top four team. But I think they have what it takes to maybe be that top three team this year. Because I I can't... uh, It's one of those things where... Here's where I am with Maryland. I am far more terrified to play them than I am to play Nebraska. Oh, absolutely. Like, I am terrified Jason. of playing Maryland. Jason. Jason. Um, where do Michigan State, Penn State, and Maryland and Ohio State fall on Michigan's schedule? Michigan's schedule? Yeah, Michigan's schedule. What order do those four teams fall in? You think that they going to upset Michigan? So I just in, want to know the order. So here's the games Michigan has. So they face this next weekend's Wisconsin, then Rutgers, Iowa, Illinois, Penn State, Notre Dame, Maryland, Michigan State, Indiana, and their last game of the season is the Ohio State. I I got another hot take for you, Lorenz. Uh oh, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. By the time we get to the Michigan Ohio State game. Don't say it, it will not be a game to determine who wins the Big Ten East. <gasps> what will be the game to determine the Big Ten East? Or do you think Ohio State will have already won the East? So it won't I happen? think Ohio State 
will have the East by that point. This is Wyatt. These, whoa. <laughs> These are some hot takes, Wyatt. Who? They get. I see. Hold on. Hold on. Let's look at the teams that they get that are not by any means gifts. They get Wisconsin. That is a tough football game. Then their next game after they that get, is Rutgers. They That's get, a bye week. <laughs> what was it? Was Penn State the next big one? No, uh, Iowa, 19th ranked Iowa. Oh, they get Iowa, which is by no means a gimme. But it's at home. At it's at home. Yes, I will give you that. But after that, the Illini. It's not a gimme. After that, it's who? Illini. Okay, give me Bye week. Bye week. Penn State. Penn State, Penn State. Penn State's probably the team that I see falling out of the top four this year. But I don't think that's a gimme by any means for anybody. I'm just saying that I think that maybe this is the year that Penn State falls off of it. After that, Notre Dame. No, well, Notre Dame doesn't count for conference play, but that's not a gimme for Michigan by any means. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, Notre Dame's ranked higher than them right now, so... <laughs> I genuinely believe that Michigan... Well, Michigan probably loses that game. After that, You're... Maryland. I don't know that Maryland beats Michigan. But I, I do don't not think... think that Maryland... Or that Michigan runs away with that football. I don't. I... I had this take after they did what they did to Syracuse. Here's my take. Maryland beats Penn State because Penn State is the most important game that Michael Oxley has to win for recruiting. It is the game in order to get that DMV locked down. You beat Penn State. Can we take a look at Maryland's schedule? Yeah, let me pull that up. You want to run also through Maryland, Maryland's schedule right now, Laurent? Sure. Also, Maryland gets Nebraska at home, and I can't wait. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so uh, see how here's Maryland. So their first game of the season was Howard, um, then next was Syracuse. So this weekend, two dubs. Temp- uh, this weekend is Temple. That's a dub. Temple beat them last year. Maryland isn't gonna isn't gonna go out and let themselves get beat by a Pennsylvania team easy. I mean, I mean, Texas lost to Maryland two years in a row in a year where they all beat Oklahoma and Georgia. (laughs) So weirder things have happened. And then their then their second Big Ten game is Penn State. Wait, second Big Ten game? Yeah. What's their second. first Big Ten no. game? Maryland. No, it's their first. Oh, no, no, it was their first, oh. my bad. <laughs> um, wait, hold on, why? And they get a bye week before Penn State. I think Maryland can beat Penn State by all by all means that's possible. I think that's the game. I think that's... I think, I think Maryland. Here, this, I don't think this is a hot take. But I think Maryland is 4-0 after playing Penn State. Ooh. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Is that a hot take, Laurence? That is, that is 
scolding. That is a scold. Do you think so? How high do you think they climb? All right, the go, keep running through the schedule, Leron, or Jason. Rutgers. You got it. They beat Rutgers. They're five and zero. Next is Purdue. They beat. They beat Purdue. At Come on, Purdue's going to stop them. That's hmm? fair. That's fair. Who's after Purdue? Purdue? Uh, they're at home against Indiana. They go seven and zero to start the season. Is game that eight. a thing? Then next game is us at home with us. I don't like the fact that Maryland is seven and zero coming to Minnesota. I don't like that at all. Now wait, hold on. even if they go six and one, I don't like them coming to Minnesota with that many wins. Wait, hold up. If we beat Purdue, because I'm, I'm I'm all on this track. If we beat Purdue. We will be undefeated until we play Maryland. Imagine going into Maryland, going into the Maryland game, knowing that an undefeated team will fall. College game day in Minneapolis? Hit, hit, wink, wink. I think it really depends on if Maryland has a loss at that point. I if mean, if Maryland has a loss, Minnesota wins that game. I mean, to be fair, college game day is going to Ames, Iowa, even though it took triple overtime for Iowa State to beat Northern Iowa. Uh, so, But I think if Maryland comes into that game undefeated, and we're, we're in for the fight of our lives. Um, I think if we're undefeated at that point, I think that's a game we win. That <laughs> that could be. Let I'm gonna say, after eight games, Maryland can very easily be seven and one. But I don't know that they're six and two. Because here's their final four games in their stretch. So Michigan, well, which is probably an, a loss, but it's closer than you think. Ohio State. That's a loss. Uh, Maryland doesn't beat Ohio State. No. Nebraska. At home. (laughs) Beat the dog out of one. Hey, what's the last game? Just run me to the last game. Michigan State. Michigan State? Yep. I do think that that Maryland goes 8-4-ish. Yeah, Maybe nine I, and three if they're real lucky. They have to go to Michigan State for Michigan State senior night. Michigan State is going to eat them. And by eat them, I mean it's Michigan State and their offensive trash. So I mean beat them by six. Uh, but it's a game that's like twelve to six. That's that's the game. Um, All right, the Rods, feed me a hot take. What's your hot take? Hot take. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. This hot take is really stupid. This, ooh, this is really stupid. Um, here we go. <sighs> Illinois beats Nebraska. Oh! Uh, under what circumstances? So, Illinois gets, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but the first week of Big Ten games have been announced. Illinois... Mm-hmm. Gets Nebraska 
under the lights for their first at home? big t- at home for their <laughs> first Big Ten game, and I don't know if y'all have been paying attention, but Brandon Peters, the Michigan transfer, who is now at Illinois, why PJ did not go after him, I will never know. Uh, Brandon Peters has been slinging it for Illinois. I believe he has thrown nine touchdown passes so far. And I think this is the job that may save Lovey Smith's this game that may save Lovey Smith's jobs. Yeah, he's so he's thrown seven touchdowns, one interception. I think this is the game. Yes. I just want to throw another hot take at you and see how you digest this one. Since, you know, you're petty. (laughs) I am petty. Nebraska does not finish in the top half of the Big Ten. Okay. I don't even think that's a hot take. (laughs) What do you mean by, like, Better yet, Nebraska does not finish in the top four of the Big Ten West. Ooh. Who do you have on top? Wisconsin. Yep. (laughs) Have you seen the last two weeks? Wisconsin. Okay, now Obviously. wait, hold up. Hold they up. absolutely blew the crap out of USF. USF had, was on a seven-game losing streak coming into that game. And and since and Central Michigan <clears throat> was one and eleven last year. Zero and eight in the match. And how many points have been scored against Wisconsin? I would hope nothing. And how many points has Wisconsin scored? A hundred and ten. But, as I said... Who does Wisconsin have this week, Jason? By week. (laughs) Before Michigan State. Michigan, rather. At home. I am not... I will say it, I am not sold on Wisconsin. I'm terrified of them. Oh, I'm I'm 100% on board with the idea that Wisconsin will probably win the Big Ten. In fact, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked at all. In fact, like, I think I think they deserve to be the favorites because the same Hunter Johnson for Northwestern can't throw the ball. Um, but do they even have a spread for or any kind of spread for that Wisconsin Michigan game yet? Or are they not thinking about that? It's too soon. It's too soon. And I also think that because Jonathan Taylor has now learned how to catch the ball, he is a whole new level of terrifying. But I want to reserve judgment on Wisconsin until I watch them play a team that can hit back. I because, because this is the thing, and, and this is a hot take, but I'm currently more terrified to play Maryland than Wisconsin. Oh, that's a hot Maryland, take. That's a hot take. Because Maryland has at least played a team that can hit back. 
Wisconsin has not. So what happens? What do you feel if Wisconsin goes to Michigan? Michigan and they comes to beat Michigan. Comes Michigan senseless. Oh, then Wisconsin's winning the West, and it's not even close. That's. Do, is there a chance that Wisconsin wins the Big Ten? No. Or is Ohio? Is this Ohio State? Ohio is this State. Is this just Ohio State's conference? This Ohio State. First of all, I always like to say Ohio State is the winner until someone knocks them off. Um, and after seeing what Justin Fields can do, Ohio State's winning because their defensive line is terrifying again. Why? Because in the offseason, they went and got a deal for Michigan. So there you go. Um, but I I think Ohio State is the team to beat. Hey. Because Justin Fields can throw them all. What? Who are your early Heisman frontrunners? Jonathan Taylor, because put some respect on his name. He is. You think you think a running back's going to make it onto that list? No, I just think he deserves it. Anyway, I um, agree with you. But yeah, my actual frontrunners: Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen, Jalen Hurts, yes, I is the front runner. No, Jalen, freaking Hurts is the front runner to me, J, because Trevor Lawrence has low key looked like trash. Uh, no. Okay, I don't think Jalen Hurts is the front runner. Jalen Hurts, watch is? this. Wait, hold up, hold up. Put the I don't think Jalen Hurts Jaylen. is out of the conversation by any means. Hold up. Do you know that in his very first game, he broke an Oklahoma record? In his very first game? Do you think that by the time we get to the point where they are voting for Heisman, that Jalen Hurts is going to be the top name on the list? Um, well, Oklahoma did two years in a row. And in his very first game, he already broke an Oklahoma record. I, Do you realize in his first game, he threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and then ran for 176 yards, three touchdowns? Do you realize in his second game, he threw for three touchdowns, 14 of 18, and then ran for 104 yards. You, you realize you know, I he, realize all of this. And more importantly, and this is the most important thing, do you realize that he plays in the Big 12? I, I don't think playing in the Big 12 should give you a free pass to the Heisman. It's not about a free pass, but watch this. If he's already breaking records that Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield did, think about him having to play three years in the SEC playing nasty defenses week after week. What do you think he's going to do when he plays Kansas? 
I do not believe that Kansas stands a chance. What do you do when he plays Texas Tech? What do you think is literally the only teams in the Big 12 who stand a chance is Texas and maybe Iowa State. That's it. That's quiet. Hold on, hold on. This dude Iowa is State not, is not going to stand a chance against Jalen Hurts. Let's be very clear. Okay, so then you recognize that it's literally Texas. That's it. But he's does he? He's going. He is going to throw over three thousand yards. And he's going to run for over a thousand yards. And he's going to throw for at least 45 touchdowns. And he's going to run for at least 15 more. Wait, hold on. 45 touchdowns? Very much so. Bank on he, it. In two games, he has thrown six. Yep. In 12 games, that is 36. Correct? He's going to throw 45 wide. Because how many more touchdowns could he have thrown? Because he didn't even play the fourth quarter. You expect him to play the fourth quarter against Kansas? He didn't even play the second half against South Dakota. Do you expect him to play the fourth quarter against Kansas? Do you expect him to play the fourth quarter against Texas Tech? Yes. What about, I don't know. Yo, we got to wrap this up. I expect him to put, wait, hold up. I expect them to play all these four quarters because their defense can't stop a toddler. <laughs> so Jalen Hurts will have no choice but to continually bail his horrible defense out. I I don't think I agree with that. Why? Get on the Hurts train. I, Get on the Hurts train. Go on, Jalen. Come on, Jalen. But don't don't get me wrong. I am rooting for Jalen Hurts. I want to see Alabama in so much pain. That's the goal. When he but yeah, that's my hot dramatically take. outperforms Tua Tagovailoa. Jalen Hurts front runner, Tua second, Jonathan Taylor third. Some you don't think that Fields person. is in the conversation? Huh? You don't think that Fields is in the conversation? Not yet. You don't think He's that new. Trevor Lawrence doesn't make it into the conversation? Eh. All right. Uh, do you think that Clemson – it's going to be in the college football playoffs again? They play in the ACC. The second best team in the ACC. Do you think they deserve it? The second best team in the ACC was Syracuse. Is Syracuse. And Syracuse just lost by 43 points to the Turtles. Let's be very clear. Syracuse is still the second best team in the ACC. Yeah, I think it's Virginia. <clears throat> oh, that's that's fair. But I think Virginia is the second best name. But 
It is not close. Yeah. But do they deserve to be playing in the college football playoffs? You go undefeated in a Power 5 conference? Yeah. Yes. Do you? Yes. Because I think maybe if I go undefeated in the Pac-12... I think the ACC is a little bit better than the Pac-12. I don't agree. Because at the worst teams in the Pac-12 are just as horrible as the worst teams in the ACC. And I think the middle of the Pac-12 is better but the top of the Pac-12 is bad. It's bad. I, if we have an undefeated conference champion in every single conference, who doesn't make it? You take Clemson because they've, you take Clemson because You take Bama. You take Clemson. You take Bama. You take Clemson. You take Ohio State. <laughs> Yes. You sh- and then you God. take Oklahoma. <clears throat> so the Pac-12 gets left out because they are the Pac-12. Because literally their only hopes for an undefeated champion right now because Washington lost. Because Oregon lost. Their only hopes is Washington State. Really? You're going to take the Cougs? Or Colorado. What happens if we throw Notre Dame into the mix? If Notre Dame goes undefeated? What if Notre Dame goes undefeated? You still take Ohio State. You still take... Ooh. Ooh. Because now you have Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. I'd say Notre Dame's out. Mm, Notre Dame doesn't play bad teams. They well, they do, teams. but they don't play exclusively bad teams. Wyatt, they play Georgia and Michigan this year. They play Georgia and they play – those are not given games. If they – if okay, if Notre Dame goes undefeated and you have an undefeated Power 5 champion from all five conferences, you take Alabama, you take Clemson, you take Ohio State, and you take Notre Dame. You don't take Oklahoma? Nope. What about Jalen Hurts? He'll still win the Heisman. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman. All right, Ron, riddle me this. You really don't want to. The champion of the (laughs) Pac-12 is undefeated. Yes. Oklahoma goes undefeated. Yes. Notre Dame goes undefeated. Yes. Ohio State loses a football game. By how much? Doesn't matter. We'll say Ohio State loses a fairly close football game. Clemson loses a slightly less close football game. And Alabama gets devastated. Is there still an undefeated SEC team? 
No. Mm, well, in fact, you, that's complicated. Is Notre, is Alabama Dame, has a loss, and is Notre Georgia Dame has a still loss. undefeated. <coughs> is Notre Dame still undefeated? <coughs> Notre Dame's undefeated. Okay, Notre Dame's in. Notre Dame is undefeated. Oklahoma is undefeated. Pac-12 champ. It's Washington State or who? Colorado. Is Stanford not undefeated? Nope, they just lost to USC. Or USC. USC is undefeated. They be Let, Let's take Washington they... State or USC because Colorado's not going to. Mm. Let's, comp- let's complicate it by making it a Washington State or USC team. If U.S. And actually, I, let's let's say it's USC because I think they have the best chance. Then USC, Notre Dame, Oklahoma are all undefeated. Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia are all one-loss teams. Damn, that would be. This is going to be the longest podcast episode ever, and only like twenty minutes. What do you think, Jason? So it's been. A- the actual name. Where, where also, there's oh. one question that you should have I asked think... already. What? <laughs> what? What in this scenario? Who goes? Like well, no. my my four teams into the playoffs at this point. With given that information, if all of that is true, who yep. makes it? Well, I mean, in this scenario. Hmm? In this scenario, like if the season ended today, right? This is like a logic no. games. <laughs> this <laughs> is a logic. Okay, game. <laughs> Jason, let me run you through this again. No, no, like if at the end of at the if at the end Notre of the Dame year, is undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. USC is undefeated. Okay. Oklahoma is undefeated. Okay. Ohio State has a close loss. Clemson has a somewhat close loss. So we have five teams. Three Georgia teams. has a somewhat close loss. And Alabama has a devastating loss. Well, shit. Fuck. Um, I think I know. you have to take... For me, personally, I think you have to take Ohio State. And that's not me being... A- Let's say Georgia's loss is to Bama. But it was close, right? Is that the close loss no, you're talking about? No, it wouldn't. That's because that's the because that's why Georgia's somewhat close game. loss. Because here's my take. Wait, Leron, Leron. Notre Dame. Wait, why? Why? I'll take Notre Dame. Hold up, hold up. Wait, do they not play? It can't be because this is now a. It has to be Notre Dame. Because oh, remember, Georgia Ryan, plays Notre Dame. Plays so Notre Alabama's Dame. loss so is Georgia. Of, so in your scenario, exactly, and Georgia's loss is Notre Dame. So in this scenario, Alabama's so, out. Alabama lost to, to a be. team that lost. Yeah. Alabama's out in that scenario. So I'm taking Notre Dame, Ohio State. Um, You're taking Ohio State with a loss? Yeah. As your two? Well, not two, but I'm not putting it in order. Let's do it in order. Order? Fuck. Um, 
Okay, um, Notre Dame. The one would be, um, for me, Notre Dame. Is yeah. it Notre Dame? I'm saying Notre Dame. Because they'll have beaten, because they'll have beaten the SEC champs. And Michigan. They'll have. Let's let's complicate this further. And Michigan. <laughs> Michigan doesn't fi- finish in the top three of the Big Ten East. But they beat Ohio State. <laughs> Do they beat Ohio State? Yeah, that would be the one game that Ohio State would lose. Does Wisconsin You're play right. Ohio State? They do. Let's say it's Wisconsin. At the horseshoe. At the horseshoe, though. We'll say Wisconsin edges Ohio State at the horseshoe. Impossible. Impossible. Not impossible. Or, or we can do this. Michigan State beats Ohio State. Ooh, I like that. Doesn't matter. It's not Michigan. It's not Michigan. You really don't want Michigan to beat them. <laughs> it's, you just the thing. love their misery. No, I want Jim Harbaugh fired so Michigan doesn't beat them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, here's right. your, okay. was your, here's was your one is on Notre Dame, Jason. Yeah, Notre Dame. Laurent, um, who's your one? Notre Dame. And it's not close. You don't think it's close? No. If, who's your number one then, Wyatt? <laughs> I think you've got to make an argument for Oklahoma, especially if Oklahoma is absolutely clobbering teams. But they won't be because their defense is trash. Maybe. That's the point. Like not maybe. For me, it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma will be Oklahoma <laughs> Wait, will undefeated. Hold on. A trash defense for me, and they're number four. Does Notre Dame play USC? They do. All right, let's complicate things further. Oh shit! Because uh. <laughs> That means that USC and Notre Dame can't both be undefeated. USC is Which one. means it's Washington State. You want Wazoo? Washington State is undefeated. <laughs> I don't, homie, I don't care if Washington State is undefeated and beat everyone by 30. <laughs> the committee would never. No, I'm kidding. Um, so you think it's no, Notre no, no. Dame 1? I think Notre Dame is one. I think Oklahoma is two. Okay. And it's not because, close. And it's not close. Um, Oklahoma's two. Who does Oklahoma Whoever, have to play? Only Texas. No, who does Oklahoma have to play in the oh, college football playoffs? The third, because so the only two teams in this scenario who's undefeated is Notre Dame and Oklahoma, right? Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Washington State. I was going to say, um, I think Washington State has to be three. You think? They have to be three. But, then, but hold on, State hold on. Four? Georgia devastated Alabama. Let's not forget mm, that. They, I don't care. They have to be number three. They have to be number three. And uh, who's four? Ohio State. You take Ohio State over Georgia. Because Georgia will have already lost to Notre Dame. And here's my thing. The Big Ten has seven ranked teams. <laughs> seven ranked teams, which means... Will they have Ohio- seven ranked teams at the end of the year? 
Yeah, because we had seven ranked teams, and then Nebraska wasn't ranked, and then Maryland is. So I think... I think we end the year with six. Okay, and I think that as he ends the year with five. Um, I, I think here's the reason why you have to take Ohio State. A conference champion, so that's that's great too. Um, shit. Hold okay, on, hold no, on. Actually, no wait, hold up, hold up. No, actually, thinking back, the only way this works. No, no, no. Yeah, Ohio State. I want to complicate this a little more. Why? Boy, we gotta. <laughs> we gotta hitting our time this. limit. <laughs> Georgia plays Auburn for the SEC championship. Auburn is a one-loss team. It is the SEC champion. Okay. Alabama has two losses. Okay, then Alabama's out. So Auburn is... Alabama's out. Auburn is one loss, and Georgia is undefeated. Georgia loses to Auburn. Georgia's one loss. Georgia has a loss to Notre Dame. Okay, but then Georgia beats Auburn. But Georgia beats Auburn. Okay. Um, then Georgia's the conference champion. You take Ohio State, and you, because you said it's a close loss, if it's what the frick has happened the last two years, then no, you take Georgia. But if they say lose by three to – What like, if they both lose by no, three? No, no, no. Watch this. If they lose by three to, say, Wisconsin, I'll take your scenario up. If they lose by three to Wisconsin, but they play Wisconsin again in the Big Ten Championship, and they beat what? them, then you take a while. What if it's Michigan State? Eh, then it's a fluke. They were and what looking. if Georgia's lost to Notre Dame is close? But they lost at home. Ohio State plays Michigan State on the road? I don't know. You really? I don't know where they play either. You are trying your very best to make sure. I'm trying my hardest to make this difficult, to make you make a difficult choice. So, First of all, I don't know that Wazoo gets three. I think they have to get three. Because I think the committee hates the Pac-12. They do, but if they're undefeated, you can't. Because if an undefeated Pac-12 team, you know, wins all their games, ends up in the uh, conference championship game and wins, then you cannot shut them out of the playoffs. Because if you shut them out of the playoffs then the the playoffs have to expand like next year because that is that's disrespectful and like the Pac twelve would have every right to be like, what? I think that this scenario, this very possible scenario, is a a reasonable argument for why the playoffs should expand anyway. I mean because if you have I three one loss conference champions and only one of them makes the playoffs, 
the message is don't lose. But there, there's a team that lost that's in. Hmm? There's a team that what? loses that's in. You gotta take Ohio State. You gotta take Ohio State because Big Ten carries more value to the committee. Um, because of the because of the gauntlet that is the Big Ten East. Because the SEC East is a cupcake walk. The SEC. Jason, I gotta throw harder stuff at it. Yo, we gotta end this. The SEC West. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm Laurent. I'm Wyatt. <laughs> I'm Jason, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.